Hi, and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Parker, and I'm actually taking over for Dr. Robin Henderson today. I'm the statewide outreach strategist at Youthline, and today I'm joined by three of our youth volunteers, Cameron, Eric, and Olivia. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Awesome, thanks for joining us. Let's start by having our youth volunteers introduce themselves. Olivia, why don't you kick us off? Hi, my name's Olivia, I use she, her pronouns, and I've been volunteering on Youthline for about a year and a couple of months now. Um, I really love working with all the volunteers. It's a super nice and supportive community, um, and working with all the youth on our lines brings a lot of meaning and purpose to my day, so I'm excited to be here. Awesome, thanks, Olivia. How about you, Cameron? Hi, my name's Cameron. I'm a junior at a high school in the Portland area, and I have been a volunteer at Youthline for over a year and a half now, and it is incredible. Awesome. And Eric? Hi, I'm Eric. Um, I use he, him pronouns. I've been at Youthline for almost a year now, um, and I just really love the community at Youthline and the supportive environment. I've learned lots from being a volunteer there. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And since you all talked about how you really enjoy Youthline, um, how did you learn about it and what made you want to get involved? We'll start with you, Cameron. So I heard about it from somebody who was a volunteer at my high school and they did a workshop about it and I heard about it and just thought it would be something really cool to get involved in. And then I reached out and heard more information about it and it just became even more incredible than I thought it was when I first heard about it. And it's been the best thing I've ever gotten involved in. Awesome. How about you, Eric? Um, I learned because in I live in um, Salem, and uh, there's been lots of um, teen suicides that have happened there. So I learned from a um, a postvention outreach campaign that um, Lines for Life and Youth Line did, and that's how I got involved. Awesome. Thank you. And Olivia. Um, my health teacher in freshman year promoted it as a as a resource for feeling better um, and reaching out. And so I did a bit more research into it, and it was super inspiring to see teens. teens. Um, and then when I looked at it, it seemed like something I'd be interested in. And like Cameron said, I'm so glad that I did. Awesome. As our outreach strategist, it makes me really happy to know that you guys are hearing about us outside of just our friends, you know, um, meeting with our teachers and building those relationships is really important for us. Um, so because we are talking about COVID and life after COVID and where we're at right now, um, what resources do you guys know of that are available and open for people your age? Cameron, do you want to start us off? Yeah, well, I mean, the plug in Youthline, I think Youthline is an incredible resource and you can reach out to me at call, chat, text, and email. And teenagers are still there even through COVID because we're being safe, they're very safe at the place that we take the contacts. And it's something amazing because nobody deserves to feel alone right now. And even though everything is up in the air, there is still support out there for all of you guys. Awesome. And Eric, I saw you about to start to answer. Do you have anything for us for resources? Um, I was just gonna talk about um, Youthline, but also there's lots of student-led efforts, uh, whether it's clubs at school, um, or um, I run a local nonprofit in Salem that's all about uh, teen suicide prevention and uh, mental health called Live to Tell, and that's also 
just an example of an organization that is trying to support teenagers during all this time and keep people connected. And I'll also add that if you're looking for resources in your community or mental health support, you can call 211 and they'll get you in contact with mental health professionals or resources in your area um, that can meet like any financial needs that you might be having. So that's a good resource to call too. Awesome. I think it's really important that we understand that there are a lot of resources out there. Youthline, of course, is one. Um, but, you know, the Trevor Project is a great option for LGBTQ plus youth to also get that um, very specific support for um, people in the queer community um, and amazing just county resources. So just a, a quick Google can be really helpful um, and also reach out to Youthline. We can help you navigate the Google and find different resources for you. Um, I know that Eric and Olivia are still working the lines because you line is open. We're following CDC guidelines and making sure that people are safe and wearing fast, uh, face masks and, uh, you know, being six feet apart. But has um, has COVID changed the types of problems teens are facing when you're when you're reaching when you are um, working with the contacts at Youthline? Um, I can start. I think that um, the short answer is yes. I think that we've had a lot of contacts about um, isolation and mental health problems, understandably, um, but also just about difficulties at living and living in their home environment, um, whether it's abuse or just, you know, struggling to get along with their family members. Um, and then access to mental health resources has been a big challenge for a lot of um, teenagers right now, especially if they're living in an environment that's not supportive um, of those mental health challenges and doesn't believe that exist. Um, and then people just really don't know how to reach out. So it's a, um, a definitely a big challenge for them to keep like finding hope when they're struggling with something like that. Definitely. And Olivia, how have contacts changed for you or are you seeing any other changes? I definitely agree. I think there's the same issues we were seeing before, like uh, loneliness, isolation, family issues, but we're seeing them in greater concentration and maybe a little bit more severe. And then I've also been taking a lot of mental health and um, suicide, suicidal ideation contacts. Um, again, like Eric was saying, a lot of people just struggling um, being at home environments um, and having a really hard time doing everything. And then I've also been seeing more teen pregnancy or contacts specific to COVID, like teenagers that have to work in grocery stores or support their families as well. Awesome. Thanks, Olivia. And then Cameron, I know that you've been off the lines um, for personal reasons, and I'm just curious, how has that been a, an adjustment for you, and how have you been taking care of yourself and staying connected to Youthline and your peers and friends outside of that? Yeah, it's been a big change for me. Youthline has been something I go to once a week for a really long time now, and it's I'm sad that I haven't been able to go. I'm looking forward to being able to come back in the future, but I'm really excited for, you know, going back and I have been able to keep in contact with a lot of people from Youthline and we've been doing social hours where we, you know, anybody who, you know, either if you're not on the lines right now, or even if you are during all this quarantine stuff, we can get together virtually and connect with people. We watch Parks and Rec the other day, and it was great. And it has really allowed me to stay connected with Youthline and the incredible community that we have there. Awesome. I'm glad that you've been feeling connected. 
um, even when you're not in the physical space. And hopefully we will see that change soon as phase one reopens um, a few things and as we figure out how we're going to transition into a larger group and reconvene in our, our normal setting. Um, I Something you guys keep talking about is just like the amount of feelings and emotions that are coming up for everyone, you know, adults, youth, contacts, tiny little children, all of all of humanity is feeling lots of different emotions. And um, we're understanding that, you know, it could be dark and heavy. It can feel like grief and it can also feel like relief and calm or some peace. But those transitions are really different right now. So what kind of emotions and feelings are are you guys experiencing and, and how have you been coping with that or maybe not coping with that? Who wants to get this off? Um, I can touch on this. Awesome. Uh, I've noticed on the lines and then also in my personal life, there is a lot of darkness and heaviness right now. I mean, it's really hard being distanced from all of the people we care about and not having the support networks or the things that give us joy and brightness in our lives. But then I also like personally, my school experience is very stressful and I have super late nights with not a lot of sleep. So there's also some relief that's come with this time, um, getting to focus more on my own mental health and process through things and stay at home and spend more time with my family. So I think it's just important to recognize that this is a really dark and heavy time and also it's okay if you are feeling a little bit of relief or calmness school can be a really heavy and stressful place for a lot of people so just anything that you might be feeling welcoming that and accepting that it's okay to feel that way i would agree with olivia um i think there's been a lot of uncertainty that's weighing on everyone uh, and that uncertainty can be really overwhelming um for me and for our, the contacts on the line, um, especially with people struggling with anxiety or similar um, challenges, like the uncertainty about the future and all of these um, unknowns that are happening and how th when things are gonna open, what is going to be able to happen, what's not, um, it's been really hard. Um, and I know that like for me personally, as a graduating senior, it's the weirdest thing because all of a sudden everything's canceled for me. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. And Cameron? Yeah, I think right now um, there's just life is so different right now and everything looks so different. And I think, you know, all of our feelings reflect that. And I think personally, I have felt a little more like uneasy and more irritable than I normally am. And I think that's just because being stuck in the house is really hard. But I've also felt some relief and some really good moments of happiness just still being able to feel close with my friends through social media and you know, social distancing meetups and that's been really nice to just remind me that you know, people still exist even though we don't see them close and in school that people are still out there and are there to support you and that you know we're not alone through all of this definitely and i think that all of you really touched on the beauty of normalizing how vast our emotions are right now and knowing that whatever you're feeling is okay and whatever you're going through is is pretty normal or something a lot of people are experiencing and it's it's hard to sit in that grief and that darkness and it's also hard to sit in the relief and the calm and feel like either of those is abnormal but really normalizing that can help people reach out for help or or have really transparent conversations like we're having right now. Um, because Olivia and Eric really both mentioned two big things that are happening for youth, which is just school and the transitional period and also graduation. I'm curious as to like what what school what school year are you guys in right now and how do you think it will look in the in the coming months? 
Olivia, you want to start us? Sure. So I'm a junior right now or at the end of my junior year and then I'll be entering senior year. And I know for me, like at my school and just um, amongst my friends, like junior year is a really hard year. Um, and then senior year is this year of like pride and you're at the end of your high school experience. Um, and there are all these really great celebrations that come along with it. So I think like in my social circle and in my own personal life, um, there are some fears around what senior year will look like and if we'll be able to have those cumulative moments and celebrations or if we'll just be at home doing more online learning. So like Eric touched on earlier, I think the empty of what everything next year and senior year will look like is really overwhelming and just kind of hard to sit with. Um, and then also just wrapping up junior year in kind of an anticlimactic way has been tricky. Um, but yeah, just taking things one day at a time and um, trying to stay calm and uh, rely on coping mechanisms has been helpful. Yeah, I definitely agree with all yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm a senior. All right, we'll, pa we'll pass back over to Cameron. So you're saying you agree with Olivia. What was that? Yeah, I agree with Olivia. I'm also a junior, going to be a senior next year. And I think the uncertainty of what next year is going to look like is really hard. And, you know, it's hard for me to prep for anything because I have no idea what's going to happen and college admissions are kind of scary but I also am just hoping that there's going to be maybe some good changes next year and that we all come back in some form to appreciate our life a little bit more and appreciate you know, the normalcy that came with life in school a little bit more and I'm looking forward to that feeling. Definitely. And I think uncertainty is a, is a big feeling a lot of people are, are experiencing right now. And I don't know if there are many worse feelings in the world that in the world than feeling un, unsure, or uncertain, or fearful of the future. Um, and I know Eric really wants to talk about this and it's graduation. And I think that the big piece around this is like an, just a, a hopeless feeling of disappointment, like feeling like things have been ripped away. So Eric, what has it felt like as a senior to experience this like virtual version of graduation and how have you been dealing with that? Yeah, um, Olivia kind of touched on it, but like the anticlimactic feeling is real and the idea that like, I, especially this was entering the time where all the celebrations happen and graduation obviously, but also stuff like prom and all those different things. And it kind of just ended very abruptly with that warning. Um, so I'm like, I'm not in school anymore because all, you know, school is done for seniors. Um, so it's been, it's been really weird. I've been trying to adjust to totally like new schedules. I got a job and I tried to figure out like um, just, you know, what I'm doing and create new routines for me to kind of, stay a little distracted, I guess, and just also find more ways to be productive and purposeful in my life when I, like, you know, a big part of it um, in my senior year was taken away. But I understand why, and I think that it's okay to be feeling disappointed, and I know all my classmates are, uh, but there's also some relief that goes with not having to take end-of-year exams and all that stuff, so, so there's, there's some silver linings. <laughs> For sure, and I think that we... I think as a community as a whole, we are pretty sick of this quote unquote new normal and the conversation about uncertain and, and staying safe and blah, blah, blah. But I think that there is, um, there is something to be said about learning the new normal together and having this community experience around it. And so knowing that you're not the only one going through this disappointment and this anticlimactic version of what graduation is doesn't define your experience and doesn't, doesn't uh, define, you know, how you, 
how you uh, went through high school and what you're going to do with it now. So um, congratulations, by the way. Um, so because you also talked about online school and, and, you know, Eric is in this beautiful relief stage of not having to do that. Um, what has online school looked like for you, Cameron and, and Olivia, and how have you, um, how have you been managing that with your work at Youthline and, and just the overall crisis that we're experiencing? Yeah. Um, I'd say my workload has decreased after AP exams since we had them online this year and they were very weird also because they <laughs> 45 minute exams, which is way different than anything ever and online, which just can cause so many issues. Like I didn't have any technical difficulties, but I know a lot of people who did. And I'm very thankful that I didn't, but I still have some work to do. And that's been weird. And I think it's normal to feel less passionate about doing your work at home because normally, you know, the people that keep me going are the people in my classes and seeing my teachers in person and connecting with them through the work and now lacking that it can be really hard but my parents are both teachers so I has, have still been doing stuff and you know trying to still keep myself busy with it it can be a good distraction during the day because I mean Netflix can only last so long and we know you love your Netflix so. I did yeah and then Olivia what has online school look like for you um, I think my school has been quite busy. We have a lot of, like the program that I'm in, we have a lot of big assessments that we still have to complete. And so I think finding a way to balance that uh, activities that I have on right now and then schoolwork um, has been a lot and finding time uh, to practice self-care has been hard. But um, yeah, I, I have seen a lot of like, a, I would say a pretty standard amount of work um, and procrastination and lack of motivation has been real. So uh, just working through that um, has been kind of tricky. But all in all, we finish in a couple of weeks. So just um, looking forward to that end of the school year. Awesome. It's great to hear that you guys are finding time for self-care amongst all of the chaos. Um, so because so many youth in the world are struggling with online school and, you know, the anticlimactic version of graduation and, and just the overall um, feelings of being overwhelmed and whatever else is going on, I know that a lot of our contacts, as Olivia stated, have been, um, there's been an increase in uh, just feeling isolated or maybe potentially abuse in the home um, or suicide ideation with these heavier crises. Um, what kind of support can you can you give to a person your age? How do you provide that peer to peer connection to somebody who is going through these these trickier crises? Um, Eric, if you want to start us off, that'd be great. Yeah, I think um, the really special thing about Youthline is just the fact that you can find you know connection and like solidarity with other teenagers especially during this time where you know we're all going through a similar thing more or less um so i think that being able to you know just hear some another teenager's voice um if they call in um, especially when everyone's so isolated is in itself really helpful um but we also are able to connect them to resources um whether it's their um, therapists in their area or just we try to plan ways to be safe or find help um, or talk to a trusted adult in their family or in their community so that they can get the resources they need to feel better soon. Awesome. Thank you. And Olivia? 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And in addition to that, I think a lot of the people that reach out to us don't have a lot of space in their personal lives or people to talk to that believe them or are willing to sit with them and have their feelings. So I think on the lines, we really try to make sure that the people that reach out to, out to us have a space and know that they're important and know that the way they're feeling is real. Um, so I think just building those relationships that like what you're feeling is real and it's okay and we're here to support you through that. Um, and we are a people that will talk with talk through that with you and believe you um, when maybe you don't have those people in your life right now. Awesome. Yeah. And I think another thing is to be checking in with people in your life, especially if they're somebody you know deals with some mental health issues. Even though we lack that in-person support, you can still offer somebody a lot of support with a FaceTime or a call and you can help them feel a lot less alone. And I know I've been trying to do that and I've appreciated other people checking in with me and it's just really nice to know that people still care about you even through all of this. And I think one thing that we can do as teenagers, because we have social media and phones, is that we can still reach out and stay connected with people and help people to know like they're not alone in all of this and that whatever they're feeling right now is valid and that we are there to help them and support them. Awesome. And I think that... Um what you just touched on around creatively connecting with people in our lives is really powerful. Um, there is always going to be pros and cons to technology, but right now we're so lucky to be able to, you know, connect in a virtual setting when, you know, like you said earlier, there's, there are people that exist in your lives. You still have these support systems. They might just not be physically present right now. Um, so that, that connection piece is really important, especially because, we we all have the tendency to feel really isolated right now and isolation isn't a really normal feeling um it doesn't feel good and it usually ends up in maybe not the most healthy of coping skills or potentially having some really intrusive thoughts if we're not letting other people know what's going on for us so it's it's pretty remarkable that you guys do the work that you're doing um at the youth line and in your own personal lives so with that being said how do you guys take care of yourselves you know, you, you've talked about making space for self-care, but what does that look like for you? Well, I already kind of touched on this. I like watching Netflix. Um, and it's been really, I, I've been doing car meetups with my friends. So we all like park in a circle and we're all distant. And that's, I think that's something pretty popular to do right now. And I think it's really fun to actually be able to see people in person because I'm like, wow, people still exist. I can still see them. And that's been really helpful for me. And I love photography and I've been doing some social distancing photo shoots. So we stay like more than six feet apart at all times and we stay outside and that's been really fun for me. And I've been doing it with my friends who are seniors and I get them to wear their cap and gown. So I help them to feel a little bit celebrated and that's been really fun for both of us. And just to talk like normal people has been really nice. Awesome. I'm glad that you're finding that creative way. And it sounds like you could potentially do some more senior photos for Eric. <laughs> Eric, how have you been taking care of yourself? Um, for me, it's just been kind of like looking forward, trying to find things to look forward to. Um, whether it's like the distant future and with college, even if I don't know when it's happening, I can still look forward to that experience. Um, or just also, I've just been, you know, kind of doing the normal things, watching Netflix, play with my dogs. Um, and just kind of engaging in new hobbies and uh, focusing on little projects around the house. So um, just things like that have been really helpful for me. 
Awesome, thank you. And Olivia? Um, I think those are all super great strategies. For me, I kind of had to come to terms with the fact that like self-care is a journey and I have to work at it every day. And self-care is kind of hard to implement or to figure out like how to make time for it or what it looks like for me. So just um, making room like to forgive myself if uh, I'm having trouble with it some days. Um, and just finding like for me, self-care is finding joy in the simple moments or the little moments. So like spending time with my pets who are very tired of me um and then going for walks with my family and watching tv um because i didn't really get to do that before so just finding joy in the little moments and recognizing that it's kind of like a one day at a time sort of thing beautiful i love that you're bringing up the conversation around how self-care is super subjective and dependent upon the person and that it changes over time so what helps us you know right now might not help us in five years or our support systems might change. So doing some check-ins with yourself and, and having that self-awareness and insightfulness enough to, to do that kind of work can be really hard. Um, you guys speak so eloquently about supports and, and crisis intervention. So how is it that you guys know what the right thing to say is? How do you support people so well? Um, I can touch on this. So for Youthline volunteers, we get, I think it's over 55 hours of training, 60 hours of training before we start working on the lines. So we're trained in um, like listening and peer support um, and we get uh, we get training on a lot of different topics that come on the lines. And then um, on top of that, we have super supportive supervisors that are there to like help us through anything that might be challenging. So I think it's a really supportive community and there's a lot of help. Um, like other volunteers can support you if you're having trouble um, like of what to say. Um, and then also I think um, like the other people on the lines realize that you're imperfect and that you're human. So um, it's really easy to work with the contacts that we do because they're very forgiving. Um, and then I just think like having a lot of practice and working at it can be helpful too. Awesome. Yeah. And just to add to that, I, I, I think all of that's completely true. And like, for me, it was a process because I was always terrified of saying the wrong thing at first. Um, and so like what Olivia said, like we are imperfect and sometimes I don't know what to say. I don't have the perfect words um, to like, you know, validate what someone's going through. Um, but I think that's okay because if anything, it just kind of shows the person I'm talking to that I am a teenager like them who, you know, doesn't know everything and doesn't pretend to. And I think that like, if anything, we can find connection in that way um even if i'm struggling <laughs> yeah and i think like one way to build connections and something that we do at youthline is being willing to ask for help and being willing to you know admit when you don't know what to say and to look at somebody else and have them help you and i mean i've been at youthline for over a year and a half and i still am like ah, i don't know what to say sometimes but then i learn from the amazing people around me and from my amazing supervisors. And I just have learned a lot from the experience and the training that helps you so much. You learn incredible skills that, you know, I still use these skills like in every day of my life, just supporting my friends and even being more forgiving of myself and kind of understanding myself more. And that's a gift like no other for me. Awesome. Thank you. And it sounds like, I mean, I know we're biased because we all work with Youthline, but it's it's a pretty remarkable place and a very safe place for people to be themselves and bring their true selves to to the work that you do. Um, 
how would somebody get involved with Youthline? How do you volunteer? Yeah, so if you're looking for more information on becoming a volunteer, or if you're, is it over 20 that you can become a coaching volunteer? 21 and up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking to learn anything, this is the email. It's youthl at lionsforlife.org. And that way you can get in touch with somebody at Youthline and hopefully hear more about it and want to get involved in it because we're always looking for more people to join. And we, um, you have to be between 15 and 20 and you'll have to live in the Portland metro area or central Oregon. However, if you live near Portland or near Bend, um, but you're not specifically in that space, you and you can make that uh, commute and have reliable transportation, you're also able to do that. Um, we've had a few youth in the past that have been able to make the commute and it's a pretty remarkable commitment, but um, it, I, think, I think it ends up being worth your time. So as we're starting to wrap up any uh, last minute, uh, not advice, but support that you want to give to people your age out there in the world with COVID and um, just kind of taking care of themselves. Olivia, you want to start? Sure. Um, I think just recognizing that you deserve support and although it can be kind of intimidating to reach out or it may feel like what you're going through isn't like significant or not something that you would need to talk about, I think anything that you're feeling or anything you're struggling through is real. And um, if it matters to you, then it matters. And so we're always here to support you through that. Um, and when contacts reach out, like we get excited. So we want you to contact us. Well said. Yeah. And just to add to that, like, you're not alone. There are always people that you can reach out to, even though it doesn't seem like that at the moment. Um, e even if it is um, a teenager at Youthline or if it's a, someone in your community, there are people that care um, and can help you, even if it doesn't seem totally possible right now. You are not alone in your struggles and you can get the support you need. Yeah. And think through all of this, it's really important to just remember to, again, take care of yourself and give yourself a break because online school can be overwhelming and everything going on with the world can be super tough. But I think it's really important to give yourself that time to do something that you enjoy. And even though that can feel hard sometimes, um, you may feel selfish for doing it. It is not selfish at all to give yourself a break. We all deserve a break. And I think that's one thing that we can all work on is you know, trying not to measure ourselves by our productivity because with all this free time, it feels like you have to be doing something like, oh, I need to get into shape. Oh, I need, I need to do this. I need to do this. But, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just do what feels right for you and give yourself that time and that break. Beautifully said. So thank you to my amazing three teams for joining us today and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. If you're looking for help with processing anxiety or any other medical questions, please visit it, visit us at providence.org. And if you'd like to get a hold of someone at Youthline for crisis support or help, you can text teen to teen to 839-863. That's text the word teen, the number two teen to 839-863 or call 877-968-8491. Thanks for listening.